Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Many ways I can sing of your glory. I love those lyrics. That's, that's how I feel. I don't get tired of talking to God about that. I don't grow weary telling him over and over and over again, thank you. And when I sing and lead worship, that's the thing that just comes out the most. Because when you've been saved from a lot, and when you've been shown a lot of grace, you've got to say thank you to the one who gave it to you. But if you don't think you've been saved from anything, then you don't say much. Can I tell you today, whether you've had a, a crazy testimony or maybe you don't have much of one, be thankful you don't have much of one. Instead say, my testimony is God kept me from all of this stuff. And you can be thankful for that. I don't ever grow tired of telling them thank you. Sometimes I've led worship and I just keep singing thank you, thank you. And I sometimes think to myself, is this, is this too basic? Is this too, is it too elementary to keep saying this? Because I, I feel like maybe I'm one of the only ones that just keeps telling them thank you. But I can't help it. When you're thankful for something, you, you tell that person thank you. When you know how big of a deal it was and the sacrifice that came with it, you tell that person thank you. Come on, let's sing that again. Yeah, I will never grow tired of telling you you're worthy. There's so many ways I can sing of. I will never grow tired of telling you you're worthy. There's so many ways I can sing of your glory. I will never grow tired of telling you you're worthy. There's so many ways I can sing of your glory. I will never get tired telling, come on, over and over. Over and over again. Come on, amen. Come on, are you thankful this morning? Or are you just sleeping? Are you thankful this morning? Come on, let's wake up in the name of Jesus. Awake, oh sleeper, and come alive. Come on, are we thankful in here today? Awake, oh sleeper, and come alive. Spiritually, physically, naturally, all of the above. I don't care. Just come alive in Jesus' name. You can be seated. Thank you, worship team. I know it's my worship team, but I love my worship team. Do you guys like this worship team? (laughs) Are you thankful for them? I love them so much that I'm asking Daryl Cook, the best keys player I know, to play for me during this service. Don't be distracted and say, hey, why is he still up there? (laughs) Because I asked him to. Is that okay? All right, all right. Let me get my things together just real quick. I want to start by saying to the the leaders that are in my life, thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for giving me a place when you didn't have to. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for fathering me. Thank you for pastoring me. 
I am the person I am today because of you guys. Yes, it's because of God, but it, it takes a man and a woman. Does anybody care about their pastors in here? Does anybody care about their pastors in here? Can I tell you a quick story? Now, I know that we're not supposed to boast in like tales of woe. I think the back corner would agree, right? But let me just tell you a quick story. I've known for a while that I was speaking at summer camp. Two weeks prior to summer camp, let me just tell you this. I know Pastor Morgan and Pastor Jordan know they've prayed with me. Life is usually really good. I mean, like all the time, my life just goes really awesome. Uh, There doesn't seem to be too many obstacles. I know how to use my words to set myself up for success and believe God for success. But we had a new roof put on our house two weeks ago. Okay, you just, just, just bear with me. And first of all, before I get started, this is not gonna be a quiet service. Every leader in here has a hoodie on and we gave them a taser to keep in their pocket. If they see you sleeping, you will get tased, no warning. Okay, everybody's awake now. Good, 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 good. Listen, I didn't sleep much either. Get over it. Wake up. I ain't going to do this and then this room be quiet. Young men, you got me? Okay, I was in your room. I was looking at most of you last night at 1.30. While you're talking and still keep me up, that's all right. This is summer camp. That's what we do. There's a special refreshing and anointing for me to get the sleep that when I do go to sleep, it is maximized. And then I get eight hours when I really get two. Okay, so... All right, all right. So I got a new roof put on two, like two weeks ago. It was awesome. It was a really awesome company. Uh, they're uh, a Christian-owned company. The, the day they put the roof on, I'm, I'm supposed to go to work. I get a flat, I get a, a roofing nail. So if you've ever had a roof put on, nails just fall off everywhere and they go in the driveway. I get a nail in my tire. That's, that's flat. I can't go to work. I got deadlines. I, I got to get to camp. Like I got to get stuff lined out so I can take some time off, Right? Okay, cool. Send that to the tire disc cameras to be fixed. Next day, go outside. Say, you know, I got to go somewhere. Let me go to this vehicle, my forerunner. Oh, that's, that's got a nail in the tire. My gosh, okay. Well, let me quickly run it over here to tire disc cameras. Let them fix it. Hey, Mr. Bach, um, we pulled the nail, but there's a nail on the sidewall. You need a brand new tire. I'm like, okay. All right, all right. I'm just talking about what might happen and what you need to be on guard for sometimes. When God's preparing you for something, when you have a word in season for somebody, what could happen? I'm not believing for it, but I also know storms of life happen. So, okay, all right, fine. Well, let me miss another day of work because I'm kind of uh, getting these vehicles taken care of, and we have three boys, and we need this car for this to get this person here. It's crazy. Next day, my wife's like, hey, by the way, I got to be somewhere at like five. I was like, okay, cool. She said, I got to run up to church and take care of some stuff for summer camp. All right, awesome. Five p- it's like 3 o'clock, I look over, I'm like, there's a nail on her tire. I mean, I'm like, what is this? Like, who, where's this little gremlin out here that's putting nails in people's tires? Like, where's this at? Like, get off my property in Jesus' name. Where are these nails coming from? So, okay, so now, now we, we're down to no vehicles. So I have to drive, I have to put my bicycle, listen, I put my bicycle in the back of her van, drive it to tire discounters, and ride my bicycle home. I'm like, okay, Lord, we literally have no vehicles left. Like, everything's being repaired right now. This is crazy. Thursday night, I go out for chicken wings. Who likes chicken wings, anybody? Roosters, chicken wings? Woo, so good. One of my friends has never gone before. I took him. I said, this is a good place. So we went. On the way home, my front axle breaks. What, what is this? What is going on? 
That thing takes a while to get repaired. Okay, hold on. That's my tail. I'm not staying there. There's victory. Just wait. I just want to let you know, we, we, ran, in, we ran into a couple things. Then last week, hey, we know you're supposed to watch your kids for summer camp, but we got COVID. All right, what am I supposed to do with three boys? I have a job here. My wife has a job here. I'm just letting you know that sometimes in life, things don't always go exactly the way you plan to. But you better use your words in those situations. I had every opportunity to get super frustrated because I, I felt myself going down that way. And I got to the point where I kind of, I closed my eyes and I clenched my fist, struck my shoulders, and I'm just like, I was, I was mad for a little bit, I'll just admit. I had some hours, I, that's what I texted Pastor Morgan and Pastor Russ, I said, please pray for me, please pray for me. But there, you, have to, you have to determine at some point in your life when you go through things, Instead of just taking them and just sitting down saying, whatever, guess this is how my life's going to be. I'm going to be frustrated for the next week. I said, devil, you are just ticked off that I've got a word in season for these students at summer camp. And when else have I got three nails and three different tires, had to replace the tire, broke down vehicle, had people get COVID and can't watch their kids. That hasn't helped in like forever. Why all of a sudden? Because he knows that what I'm saying today is a word in season to me and to all of you. And he's just ticked off that I've got my foot on his throat. And I'm saying, you can't touch me. You can't frustrate me. You can't get in my head. I got a word in season and I'm going to say it no matter what. I don't care what comes. I don't care what you do to me. Because you're just mad that in the end, I still win. Ha! Take it. And you're just mad that I got my foot on, my, on your throat and you can't even breathe right now. Hey, how's that feel, devil? Shut up. That's how I feel. All right, that's my tale of woe. I just want to tell you. Is that okay? But let me tell you. You want, you want me to tell you why you need a pastor? This past Sunday, Pastor Jordan taught a message called I'm Getting My Strength Back. And you know how we, we know what we're supposed to do? Like, we know. And there's things that I do, I think I do a pretty good job at. And casting my cares is one of them. It's not, it's not a super hard thing. I mean, it might be kind of hard, but I know what to do. And I'm usually really quick to do it. Praying in tongues I do, but I, I probably cast my cares better than I, I'm just t telling you how I work. I probably cast my cares quicker than I think I should just pray in tongues. Those are his two points that Sunday. What a word in season for my life. That's why you need a pastor. That's why you don't miss Sunday for your sports game that's in Wisconsin, that you're not even going to play college ball, definitely not the NBA. I'm just, I'm just calling it. It's like, I don't know, somebody, what's, what's the chance of someone playing in the NBA? Anybody know that statistic? All right, slim to none. So, slim to none. Come on, Pastor Evan, you with me? Don't miss church. Don't miss church. I don't, I, I believe that if I wouldn't have been there for that Sunday, I don't miss church. I do like one vacation a year. I don't miss church, but I believe if I wouldn't have been there that I might have came into camp a little different in probably a negative way. But I've actually never been more refreshed. <laughs> I've never been more refreshed. I have more responsibility this year and I've never been more refreshed in my life. Dr. Jacobs, had a, you had a, a word for me a couple years back and it's, it was a few minutes long, but you said with new levels come new sacrifices, with new levels come new demands. Well, with new levels come new refreshings, and with new levels come new dimensions. I am walking in that refreshing today. It is important for you to be 
where you're supposed to be in the house of God, listening to your man or woman of God. You will get answers for your life that you will not find anywhere else. Okay, I should start my message. All right, I need your, I need your help today. So us, the uh, leaders have tasers, but that's not going to keep you from responding. I will respond in Jesus' name. You can say whatever you want to. You can say, sheesh, if it's good. It's going to be good, I hope. You can make the noise that the boys were making in the dorms last night. Anybody know what that noise was? I heard that for about four hours last night. Aw. You're supposed to echo it back. There you go. So you can say that if it's good. I expect to hear that from this section a lot. If it's really good, you can say, hey, that's, that's, for, my, that's for my leader, Jerry. He needs that. That's, that's for my leader, Jerry. He needs that specifically. No, don't call your leaders out like that. You can say, preach it. You can say however you want to respond. You can say, that's for the person to my north, south, east, and west. Whatever, whatever you want to say. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get into this now. I've come from all the way, New Albany, Indiana, on Grantline Road, <laughs> to tell you on this not sleepy morning to stir you up and to tell you that there is still a standard. There is still a standard. There's a right way and a wrong way to do some things. There is still a standard. Christians have become too soft. Us, us, no, no, not them. We've become too soft, too mushy, too weak-minded. We've become too loose. And what we believe, a little bit of world, a little bit of Bible, 70% TikTok, 1% scripture. And a lot of times Christians don't look too much different than what the world looks like. You can respond. A lot of us are in the room right now. We're going to correct that right now. There is still a standard. You still don't sleep around. You still don't look at pornography. You still don't send naked pictures to your friends on Snapchat. You still don't do that. It was never right, but still, you still don't do it. You still don't make your iPhone or your Xbox your idol. You still don't hang out with the wrong people. There is still a standard. Where did we get off thinking that God changed his mind on something that he was very clear about? Where did we get off thinking... God, I know a little bit better. Hey, God, did you know it's 2022? Does your Bible translate to nowadays? You know? Yeah, I don't know where we got it twisted. You know, Christians are losing basic morals. Elementary stuff. Basic stuff. That's like, do we have to deal with that? Like, is that really a thing? But that's how the devil works. He says, hey, you like this cake? Hey, just take a, here's a crumb from it. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah that's, that's pretty good. I probably shouldn't have eaten that. Well, here, here's a bite. How, how about that? Okay, here's a little bit of a bigger bite. Take that. Hey, why don't you just have the whole cake? A lot of Christians act like that nowadays. Standard was standard. My family doesn't live it. My school friends 100% don't live it. My church friends kind of live it. There's like the really good ones at church, but then there's the, the, the secret ones that I always gravitate to because I know they're, they're, they're like me. They're, they're not right, not completely right. And I know when I go around them, like I can kind of like talk how I want and say that little cuss word and make that sexual joke if I want to. But then when I get around the one that's like the pastor's daughter, it's like, oh, praise God, sister. <laughs> there is still a standard. The devil wants you to taste what he has 
But I'm saying to you, taste and see that the Lord is good. Try him. You've tried everything else. Anybody remember the word holiness? Oh, MC, that's a cuss word nowadays. Holiness, yeah, right. That's for the old folk. That's for my grandpa. Holiness? Yeah, right. What about virginity? No, MC, I lost that when I was 13. Virginity? What are you, some kind of old fogey? What about the word purity? Ever heard of it? Hey, listen, my messages are usually normally like, God loves you. Be encouraged. Smile. I don't feel that way today. Comes a point where you just get tired of messing around. Let's get... I'm tired of you giving you some lucky charms. Like, let's, let's get into the filet mignon, and I'm not cutting it up for you. <laughs> Holiness, virginity, purity, not smoking or drinking. Like, do people, do people even, like, try to not do that anymore? Just, I'm just trying to get you guys to think. You know, not smoking or drinking doesn't, like, make you, like, what, like a goody two-shoes. Like, oh, look at them. They're trying to be perfect. No, they're just trying to be smart. They're just trying to be right. Let me talk about my favorite thing, and, and, and if you do this thing, I'm sorry, I'm going to go hard on you for a second, but, oh, gosh. Is anybody vaping here? Don't raise your hand. Vaping? It's like, this, it's like the dumbest thing ever. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, just, I just feel like I have to. It is so dumb. Vaping is like, anybody heard of Nickelback? Vaping is like listening to Nickelback like you think it's cool, but it is not. Vaping is like you listening to, like, Imagine dragons, I'm like, dude, that song is cool. It is not. Vaping is like you listen to like Posty or Cardi B or Little This or Little That, thinking that it's cool. It's not. I'm not impressed by it. It's trash. When you're at the stoplight and you see that window roll down, this massive cloud of smoke, and they're like, oh, dude, bro, I'm so high right now. No, it's a vape. It's dumb. It is so stupid. This, this, this is what I think about it. That's why I think about it. If you're in here and you do that, that's why I think about it. Take it. Take it. But AMC, 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 AMC culture says, hey, hey, I, I don't care what culture says. I don't care how they tell you to live. I don't care if they say, hey, you know, that's, that, that scripture doesn't really mean that. You know, it means this. I don't, I don't give a flip what they think about it. I just don't. We're supposed to be in the world but not of it. We're supposed to be in the world, but don't let the world get in you. Yes, be in the world and be a bright, shining example. And it might take you hanging out with, with, with someone that's maybe living really wrong to start developing a relationship. Maybe you have to be with them for a little bit, but don't let what's in them, if it's negative, get on the inside of you. Are you with me? Is this okay? That's just my introduction. Anybody got water? Cheers. Point number one, you ready for it? The standard is the standard. The standard is the standard. Pastor Jordan hooked me up with this scripture. I talked to him about it. He said, hold on, I got like 15 scriptures just thinking of them right now. Isaiah 59, 19 out of KJV. The standard is the standard. It says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him shall lift when the enemy comes in and he starts talking <laughs> we got jesus to deal with that he raises up a standard and says shut your mouth <laughs> 
the standard, this standard shows you how to live. You know, we're talking about the standard is the standard. And I just wrote some things down that I'm thinking, okay, like, let me just quickly think, what, what do I consider the standard? Ready for this? You can write these down there. Some of the points are a little bit long. This is what the standard says. The standard says, be more concerned about what the, world sa- the word says versus what the world says. Word versus world. The standard says, hang with the right people. It says, cut out the clowns, get rid of the bozos. We're done with those people. Like, how long are we going to continue to hang around with those people? You've heard friendship messages. You've heard relationship messages. Hang out with this person. You've heard, show me your friends and I'll show you future. How many times? But we're still hanging on to those I'm going to use a nice, uh, those people. I'm not trying to be savage today, guys. I hope you know that. Someone's got to say it. I know us leaders are thinking it, and some of the young people are thinking it. The standard says, make the house of God a priority in your life. But, Amsie, I got travel ball. Quit travel ball. But I like it. Yeah, I like a lot of things that I could do on Sunday. But guess what the priority is? The house of God. I put that thing up on the shelf, and I know where my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are. Everything that's not a church night, I can move those around and put those in different order. But I don't touch Wednesday nights, and I don't touch Sundays. Let that help you. Let that help you. The standard says pray about your problems instead of worrying about them. I just told you I did that. People get so worried about what's going on, like, and they're telling you, they're Taylor Woe. And I said, did you, did you pray about it? Oh, well, you know, I can't really, I just, I need, the only way I'm going to feel better about it is if I talk about it. Okay, I get that to a, a level. I understand you need maybe some close people in your life. You can share what's going on in your life. But have you prayed about it? That's the standard. That's the standard. <laughs> the standard says worship King Jesus. Not Posty, not Cardi B, not little this, little that. My goodness. The standard says, love people first before you try to fix them. I've tried all kinds of ways, y'all, to help people. And the best way that I've found, and I'm going to keep doing it until maybe the Lord shows me something different, is you've got to have a relationship with people you're trying to help. On a rare occasion, it might work. If you find a big biker who's in a really, really tough situation in his life, you might grab your Bible and start preaching at him. He might get saved. Other than that, your friends at school, develop a relationship with them before you try to fix their life. They don't even know what you're talking about to begin with. God, Jesus, Bible, what? Redeemed, sanctified? I don't even know those words. So love people first before you try to fix them. Here's a good one. Work on your character and not your social media following. Oh! I love people with good character. They're trustworthy. They're not out to hurt you. You can understand their motives. They don't have any hidden agendas. Work on your character, not your social media following. Next one, fix your eyes on Jesus instead of your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Hey! Ah! Why, y'all, some of you still hang with that guy or girl? I don't care if they go to church. Did God tell you to be with them? God, not him or her or your pushy mom or dad or your crazy aunt that says, oh, you two are perfect for each other. Yeah, perfect for destruction. Sure. Get, get rid of those people. Be done with them. 
Stop going back to them. They are destroying your life. They're destroying your future, your calling, your destiny. But they kiss good. I don't care. Shouldn't be kissing them anyway. That's your brother or sister until you're married. Hello, somebody. Hey, nasty. Don't kiss your brother or your sister. Don't do it. Oof. Ugh. All right, we're going to move on real quick. Ready for another one? I heard a couple. Ah. Uh, okay, guys. All right. I hear you. <laughs> know your Bible better than you know the latest sports statistics. Let that, let that sink in for just a moment. Oh, did you know this guy has 32 this and 75 this? And he's got a, I don't even understand those words anyways. Hey, I hear that a lot. I never hear say, you know what I was reading the other day? Come on, can somebody... Start doing that. Can someone start doing that? Can, can there be someone that says, I'm going to put this down? Lesser, lesser priority. And make this my number one priority. Hey, I was reading. I have a couple friends in my life that I know that I can count on. Anytime I want to send them something, hey, I've been reading this. Check out this verse. Man, I read this this morning. And it smacked me in the face. Check this out. Know your Bible better than sports statistics. And also the last thing, the standard says, develop the fruit of the Spirit. So you can be like Jesus. Just so you can be like Jesus. Jesus gave us a standard to live. But I'm going to give you the first standard, the very, very first standard. The first standard is that you need to always, in every situation, in every season, always lead with love. Every time. And that has been the theme of this camp. And I'm glad to see that weeks ago and months ago when... Summer camp speakers were invited that the, the same Holy Spirit that speaks to them speaks to me. And the same topics being talked about. I don't care if we use the same scriptures. It's a double dose for you. So receive it. Let's look at this. Matthew 22. And I need to hurry up. 36 out of 39 out of the Amplified. We're talking about leading with love. It says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. I like this next part. He says, the second is just like it, though. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. I thought of this. I don't care how holy you are if you don't lead with love. Great. Awesome. You follow a lot of rules, and you're a jerk. And you're mean. And you will help nobody. Instead, you will push people away. Be holy, live righteously, but do it in love. And when someone comes up to you and they got a cigarette in their hand and they're cussing, don't think, oh, you dirty sinner. Think, I could be you. Or I was you. Lead with love. That's what Jesus did in every situation he stepped into. He stepped into it with compassion. Let's have his heart for people. And not our, not our rules. But that's our greatest commandment. And, and topic, talking about the topic of love and also what, a, what the standard is, I'm just switching gears just a little bit. The standard also says that you're either a boy or you're either a girl. And that there are no mess-ups. And there's no in-betweens. There's not a they or a them or a they or a them or a he or I'm part unicorn or... There's none of it. I do not care 
It's 2022. I do not care when we get to 2030 and they're going to say you're actually an alien and you're not a human being anymore. I don't care. I believe the word of God. I believe that his creation was perfect, 100% perfect, no mistakes, no question marks in his head, no, eh, you can choose. None of it. None of it. I don't believe it and I never will. When you've been fully persuaded and fully convinced of something, nothing can change your mind. But I want to say that. I want to say that gently, though. Because I feel called to those people. I feel called to the, to the messy ones, to the confused ones, to ones that Christians said, hey, get out of here. We don't know what to do with you. I feel called to those ones, and God uses me, and I see fruit in it. And you can, too. I don't just pat them on the back like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know, love is love. It's not. Through God, it's love, but not just choose however you want it. But I feel called to those people. And if, and if you're here tonight, I'm going to actually pray for you here in a little bit. But I want to let you know, before I look at what you identify as, I love you first. I don't look at the, the outer shell of you and say, look at you. I'm looking at your heart, and I know God loves that heart. I know God made you on purpose for a purpose. And he wasn't confused when he made you. No way. But I run to them because the standard says to. And they're the people that Jesus hung out with. Because the religious people, they had it all together. They didn't need him. Look at this in Mark 2.17. Out of the passion. It says, well, when Jesus overheard their complaint, this is all the Christians talking, all the religious people. He said to them, hey, y'all, who goes to the doctor for a cure? Those who are well or those who are sick? I've not come to call the righteous, but those who are sinners and to bring them to repentance. That's his heart. I didn't see anything, anything different in there. He said, I didn't, for all y'all that, that got it together, first of all, change your attitude, but y'all, y'all are okay. The sick ones need a physician. They need a healer. They need a deliverer. Apparently you got it. Maybe, maybe you have it. Maybe you have a great attitude about it. And that's awesome. There's a lot of Christians with bad attitudes about that kind of stuff. That community of people, the, the A, B, C, D, E, F, G community of people, you know, the LGBTQ plus, 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 you know, next month it'll be four other letters added to it. I'm running to those people. I don't see them from a distance like, catch you later, weirdo. I don't, no, 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 I don't do that. A lot of Christians do. We have to change the way we think. If we don't help them, 100% nobody else will. They need deliverance. <laughs> they need to be shown that there's a better way. They need help. Just like you need help. Just like I needed help. Maybe it wasn't your sin, but it's still sin. And when I'm talking about this, especially that topic, if that kind of stirs up the, the religious, like meaner than a snake attitude in you, check your love walk. Well, bless God, I ain't going to fellowship with that. I didn't say fellowship. Fellowship is what me and Philip do when we talk about the word of God and we encourage each other. Going and having a meal with somebody to help them, that's a little different. I didn't say, hey, put these people in your top five. I didn't say that. I'm not even homosexuality, just anything. Any people that you're, you, know, you, you feel compassion and drawn towards. You don't have to put them in your top five, your closest group. You don't have to be the ones that are in the, the girl gang group text. But you need to love them. And you need to reach out to them. 
So if you feel upset by what I just mentioned, check your love walk. Brother Hagen, anybody ever heard of him? I love him. He said, I focus more on my love walk than my faith walk. And if anybody knows him, what is he? A faith man. But then the faith man said, I focus more on my love walk than my faith walk. Pretty sure when someone that's old in the ministry like him says that, I perk up and I listen to that. Let me move on to the next point, but I got one last statement for that. So we're talking about the standard is the standard. Don't let your love for the standard keep you from living the standard of love. I'll drink to that one. Don't let your love for the standard keep you from living the standard of love. All right, point number two. You ready for it? Okay, we're going to pause real quick. Everybody on your feet. Now. There we go. I was in the army. We did this a lot. Everybody put both your hands above your head. Unless you got a belly shirt on. Don't do that. And stretch. Ah, praise the maker. Come on, let's hear those. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. Feel good to stretch? I told you, we, we're not being quiet today. We're not going to sit there and let our soul be asleep this morning. Okay, now sit down, please. In the military, they said, take your seat. And, they, and, and we sat down. And you sat down quick, too. Or you were doing more of that stuff. All right, point number two, ready? The standard is there to benefit your life. But Amzie, God's trying to keep me from having fun. <laughs> Someone said, Err. yeah, they're right. Yeah, you're right. God's not trying to, trying to set these things in place to keep you from having fun. You know what he is doing? He's trying to set you up to have your best life ever. To set you up for fulfillment and satisfaction and peace and love and joy and all that stuff. Not to keep you from fun. Are you kidding me? The standard actually keeps you from having to come up to a deliverance line right here, actually. And say, hey, Amzie, you know that thing you preached about last year? I let the standard slip. I'm doing it again. Listen, if you're in that place, that's okay. We're going to love you. We're going to pray for you again. And we're going to stand in agreement that that thing's going to change. But the standard, living the standard, keeps you from, my gosh, Lord, I got to walk up there again. I'm so sorry I did this thing again. Standard keeps you from having to keep responding to those things. Does a life of fun that only lasts for a short time sound fun? Does laying down at night feeling covered up by shame and guilt sound fun? Anybody think, that sounds like a great time. That's right. Live the standard. Live the standard and you won't have to deal with that stuff. The standard doesn't get you in trouble. It actually keeps you from trouble. You know, a loving father put these in place to keep you safe and out of trouble. With my boys, I have three boys, Silas, Uriah, and Reuben, and I'm constantly, any, any parents in the house... Everybody's like, what's that? No. Any parents in the house that have kids? You guys know. Constant, constant. Stop doing that. Stop hitting. Stop throwing your applesauce at the wall. Please, just stop. I do that because I don't want them to get hurt, right? My little boy, Reuben, he's the littlest, and he's been beat up the most. And so he'll take this really like uh, uh, Melissa and Doug. Anybody know that brand? Yeah, it's a wooden toy, and he walks up like this, and he'll go, Bam, right in their face to my, to my boys. And they just freak out. They're screaming and crying. And, I, and I'm saying, no, no, don't, don't do that. You're going to hurt somebody. And then he, and he laughs and then he does that again. And, and, it's, and it's, it's not good. And so please, please pray for him. Um, but there's a standard and it's for your benefit. Here's another common thing I've heard every speaker mention. I'm going to say this. The old school had it right. 
The old school had it right. The old school had it right. Every speaker right now has brought that up, and I actually had that typed in my notes forever ago. In a generation where the, the old school is teased and mocked for not being relevant, I say we need to be more like them. Am you saying that you brown nosing right now because they're in the room? No, because it's right and because it's true. The old school had it right. Let's look at this scripture. I have, I have two translations here. Proverbs 22, 28. It says, remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Let's look at it out of the passion. It says, the previous generation has set boundaries in place. Listen, don't you dare move them just to benefit yourself. Every month now, everybody's seen the news. You've seen social media. There's another church. Another church fallen. Another pastor caught in a sex scandal. I love those people. I want them to be restored, but just another person that decided they didn't want to live the standard. That's, that's old school. Like, I, holiness, like, I mean, I can have a little bit of a, a little side girl over here and still have a wife, like, right? Like, no, there's still a standard. And the old school had it right. Holiness is right. Standards are right. Morals and boundaries are right. Having great character is right. Pastor Jordan and I have talked about this. The ones I'm going to look up to from now on, because I've looked at the ones that have been three and four and five years older than me and thought like, wow, how cool. Amazing speakers, great clothes, a lot cooler than the pants that I'm wearing now, like super cool. I don't look at those people anymore. I can get some inspiration on maybe some tips and tricks, maybe how to preach, but I'm supposed to be myself. I'm going to look up to the ones that have longevity in their life, that have a consistent track record in their life, and that are still moving with power today. Not some young dude that looks good, got a nice haircut. Hey, you can listen to them. That's cool. That's fine. I got, I got kind of a cool haircut. But um, I'm going to listen to the ones that are living it. I didn't say perfect. I said consistent. That's who I'm listening to. You with me? Don't neglect the older generation. We need them. The wisdom, the life stories, the lessons. I need it. I, I'm, my, my circle of friends is actually starting to become older than me. I'm 33, but even older because I, I, I see value. I've started to not really necessarily super on purpose, but distance myself from things that aren't helping me and challenging me to grow. Hey, older one, what can I do to set myself up for success. How can I be a better husband? How, how can I be a better preacher? How can I be a better father? Those are the ones I'm talking to, the ones that have been through it and had success. You with me? Do we honor the older generation in here? Thank you, Lord, for them. Number three, you ready for this? The standard is obsessing about what Jesus loves. The standard is obsessing about what Jesus loves. Love is a verb. I thought somebody might get it. Love is a verb. What does a verb do? Anybody know? Hey, okay, you're awake. Good, good, good. A love is a verb, and it shows action. Here's what Jesus did. And if Jesus did it, we do it. Ready? He healed the sick in love. He raised the dead in love. Come on, I'm going to need some better amens than this. Come on, stir yourself up. We're not going to... Be here and then dip down into a lull like, oh, I'm kind of feeling that. Oh, I didn't sleep. No, no, no. Come on. Wake up with me. Wake up with me. Number three, he fed the hungry in love. Number four, he preached the kingdom in love. 
Number five, and you can do this. He cast out demons in love. Number six, you can do this. He prayed for others in love. And number seven, he gave his life for others in love. And that's how our lives should look as Christians. I see more Christians looking more and more like social media influencers and less like Jesus. If you wear the title of Christian, Christian means Christ-like. Christ-like. So how much, let me, this is a question. I'm just, you know, ask you this. You don't have to stand up and tell me. How much Christ do you look like? Christian, I, I'm a Christian. Cool, you're Christ-like, cool. How much Christ do you look like? Judge yourself. Judge yourself. I'm not going to do it for you. All right, here's my next point. Point number four. When you receive a revelation of how much Jesus loves you, then the standard isn't a hard thing. When you receive a revelation of how much Jesus loves you, then living the standard that we just talked about, all these identifiers, it's not a hard thing to live it. Are you with me? Let's look at 1 John 5, 2 through 3 out of the Passion. It says, this is how we can be sure that we love the children of God, by having a passionate love for God and by obedience to his commands. Here we go. True love for God means obeying his commands. And listen, because a lot of you are like, Amzie, it's hard to live for God. Like, what do I have to give up? Listen to this. And his commands don't weigh us down as heavy burdens. But you think they do, but they don't. But they look like they do because it's not fun, but they don't. When we realize how much Jesus loves us, our love for what the world has to offer becomes less and less. That has been true for me. The more revelation I get of Jesus, the more I want to be all about the things that he's about and less about what the world's saying. You're good at this. You should do this. Like, oh, you should be interested in this. I want to drive this point home right here. Love doesn't say, how close to the line can I get? But rather... How close to you, Jesus, can I be? A lot of people want to get close to the line. Let's listen to this scripture, 1 Corinthians 10.23, out of my favorite Amplified Classic. It says, all things are legitimate, listen to this word, permissible, and, are, and we are free to do anything we please, because we have a free will, right? But not all things are helpful, expedient, profitable, and wholesome. Wholesome, that's for sure. All things are legitimate, but not all things are constructive to character and edifying to spiritual life. This is the question I want to ask you. This scripture just said it's permissible. I say, who cares if it's permissible? Does it make you closer to God? I don't care if you're allowed to do it. Maybe it's not even necessarily a sin. Does it make you closer to God? If it doesn't, whip out those spiritual scissors, cut those things out of your life. And quit messing around with it. Williams, I want to serve God. Here's, here's the line. I want to have one foot here and one foot here. That's not the standard. That's not the standard. Cut that stuff out of your life. I don't care. Oh, I can prove it with the scripture. I'm allowed to do it. Does it make you closer to God? Figure it out. Ask the Holy Spirit. Who has the Holy Spirit in them? Awesome. So people are not sure. Okay. The Holy Spirit will show you what things you're allowed to do, what things you're not supposed to do. Some people have a very super strong conviction about some things and other things and some things other people don't. The Holy Spirit will convict you on your life on what you're supposed to do. There is a, still a standard, though, that everyone's held accountable to. Who cares if it's permissible? Does it make you 
closer to God. I want to do things that please God. Not how close to the line can I get, but how close to you, Jesus, can I be? Living the standard, standard gives me all the fulfillment and satisfaction that I need from my life, from Jesus. Not substances, not pornography, not endless scrolling. And I've cut that back to almost nothing, and I'm thankful for it. I'm gonna get, I might even get a flip phone, me and Pastor talk. But you know what, let's just, who said we had to have this? I know it's, it's a benefit. Hey, the old school had it right, let's just get the flip phones. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, ah, oh, no, not. <laughs> How am I supposed to snap my friend that I shouldn't snap? That's the point. That's the point. There ain't no Snapchat on them terrible camera flip phones. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, what's a flip phone? <laughs> Love you. <laughs> the world says, live however you want to and do whatever feels good. But I'm thankful to God that he gave us a really easy path. He gave us his word and says, you don't have to just figure it out yourself. I told you how to do it. And it's not a hard thing. You don't have to figure it out by yourself because I'm the Holy Spirit and I'm going to help you. That's the standard. Come on, are we clear about the standard now? There's a standard and the church has gotten so far away from it. Well, I'm going to do my own thing now, Amzie. TikTok has really been stirring me up lately. (laughs) Please. I got TikTok. The first thing I saw was a girl shaking her behind. I said, bye-bye. Oh, Emsie, that's why I have TikTok. Oh, I know. And all the guilty people said, amen. Um, if you have TikTok and that's what you have it for, get rid of it. I tried re-downloading it because, like, I knew all my friends had it. Same thing happened again. I said, all right, God, you made it plain and clear for me. I'm not supposed to have this. Get rid of it, young men. Get rid of it, young men. I don't care if you've got to whip your phone out right now and get rid of it. And then put a, have someone put a lock on it to where only they know the combo so you can't download that piece of trash again. Sorry. I know, I know you can use it for ministry. That's great. But most people aren't. Oh, I, I, uh, well, Amzie, I look at scripture. Yeah, like 1% scripture and the rest trash. I don't care that a scripture's up there. The devil knows the Bible better than most believers. I don't care that you, that you know a scripture. Get rid of the trash. You have to get fed up enough sometime who said, I'm not going to live this way anymore. I keep getting tripped up, but I don't know why. Oh, okay. Just get rid of it. Oh, I know, Pastor Morgan, you quit social media altogether. Amen. Good for you. I'm glad you did. And it's going to make you better, better all around. I'm, I'm right behind you. I'm about to do it. <laughs> I'm going to make the switch. I have to be an example. Get rid of it. Some of you are like, eh, but can I? Get rid of it. Oh, I've, I've, I felt that way for a long time about that, about that app. It's trash. It's trash. It's just for guys and girls. I was picking on the guys. Girls, you're, you're just as in the wrong. Oh, he picked on us. No, girl, oh, no, you have just the same issues. Oh, but look how, look how good. I, I was at the gym the other day, and there's this little skinny dude, and he's out there going. And I'm just like, I, I just want to smack his phone and stop doing that. What are you doing? What even is that? Because I know there's some little girls on the side like, oh, he's so cute. Oh, I hope I can date him. He's an idiot. Yeah. And he's at the gym with his parents' money. Hello. He ain't got no J-O-B. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I hear you. I love you. I love you. 
Last night, the rule was in our room. If I hear that, ah, past 12.01, you're getting slapped. Some people got slapped. It was great. Amos, you're a leader. You should have stopped that. Sorry, I didn't. I'm finished. I'm finished. I just want to have a little fun with you at the end. But hold up, hold up. I'm not going to minister without laying hands on, though. You know who taught me that? The old school. And I, and I don't mean that, by the way. I apologize. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, by the way. The older generation, the right ones. I just mean when I say that, I know some of you say the old heads. Disrespectful. Come on, let's not. Let's not do it. I've said it before and I didn't mean it that way. I'm like, oh, hold up. I actually said it to Xavier. I said, oh, I probably actually shouldn't say that. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I just mean the ones that know way more than me. <laughs> but I want to lay hands on people. Not like lay hands on people, but like, but like be blessed. Lay hands on people. Okay. Like, whoa, hold up. This is a church camp, man. I can't handle myself though. Um, so I have some people I want to pray for. And you could take this pulpit, please. Everybody on your feet. Let me get the worship team back and sing that beautiful song that we were singing. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media.